everybody. So we are so excited. We are here for the next episode of the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're here to talk about the latest uh, weekend of holiday films uh, for, from Hallmark. I'm Rachel and Amber's here and we're, uh, we're here to talk about them. Hi, everybody. I think personally, Amber, I think that this, maybe these, last week we maybe had the worst block that we've covered. And we said that we, there'd have to be some redemption for last weekend. Well, I think that they did. I think this is maybe the strongest block of movies that we've covered. No? Yeah. This week is amazing. <laughs> I, I was so a little bit not looking forward to a couple of them. Uh, but <laughs> it was, they were all good. I'm pretty yeah. sure I cried in every single one. <laughs> And I think that almost any other weekend, any of these could have won the, the, been the best of the weekend. But since they're all four, uh, they all made my top 15 in my ranking. So, And I uh, think you're going to see this. I think some of their numbers are slower than they might have been because they suffered by comparison. Yeah. But that's just how the rankings go sometimes, guys. <laughs> Blame Hallmark scheduling. <laughs> it's a it's a dog eat dog world uh, on Hallmark sometimes, huh? <laughs> we're going to talk about is coming home for Christmas, and we were pretty pumped about this because of our uh, interview with uh, Nina Weinman uh, that we did on Friday, and yeah, we weren't going to give any special treatment, of course, but we just really enjoyed talking to her, and she gave us some insight uh, into what the film was going to be about that we wouldn't have known from just the description. So I think that made us, it made, certainly made me more excited. Yeah, it definitely hyped me up on the movie. I mean, when we had initially done our stocking preview, we, uh, you gave it an orange, you had more faith in it, and I gave it a sock, <laughs> a which sock. is scathing. Remember that, um, Nina. <laughs> but, uh, but, Honestly, once Nina was like, it's kind of like a modern version of Sabrina in some sort of a way. And, you know, and then I was like, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Tell me yes. more. I'm in. So I was I was had a much better attitude going into it than we had during the preview. Yeah. Um, you guys should listen to that podcast. It was crazy interesting. If you haven't yeah. listened to it yet. It was really fun. Uh, you know, I love talking to writers. And it was really cool to hear about how she came up with ideas and uh, the process of writing a Hallmark movie. And she's just super cool. We're definitely going to have her on the podcast more if we can. And so. we will put a link in the description of, to that podcast if you haven't yes. watched it yet. Uh, the other exciting news that we have from this weekend is we got our 1,000th listen uh, this we, uh, yesterday uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. So that was pretty exciting. So. What can I say? A thousand people have heard us. <laughs> and we're just pretty popular, so that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for liking, subscribing, listening, wherever you listen, whether it's YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever it might be. Uh, please spread the word. And so, all right. So this film, basically, yeah, it's kind of like the movie Sabrina. And you have uh, Danica McKellar as Lizzie. And she is hired by this state to come and basically plan the last gala, the Christmas gala, before they sell the house. There's two brothers, there's a grandma, 
character who, a uh, crotchety old grandma character that doesn't want to sell the house. And of course, like anybody would be with Danica Keller, the two brothers are very smitten with her and naturally yes and uh, Danica keller of course uh, is one in in the contention for queen of hallmark she is roles uh this is her uh this is her sixth uh hallmark movie by my count so and that is her sixth hallmark movie as a star right Danica mckellar didn't have to pay her dues as the best friend <laughs> True. Good point. Winnie Cooper gets to be the lead. (laughs) And she's in one of my favorites, Crown for Christmas. Brothers, you have the more wild and crazy brother uh, played, uh, named Kip uh, Marley, played by Andrew Francis, who we love. We love Andrew (laughs) Francis. I'm going to be completely honest right now Uh and say that the minute Nina Weinman said, And Andrew Francis is in it. And I was like, well, I'm in. (laughs) Yes. He was like, I don't know why marketing. Okay. He's literally one of the stars of one of their main shows. And they just like buried him in the previews. I don't understand Hallmark doing that. They're crazy. Agreed. And he's like so active on Twitter and just such like an involved person in the community. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't use that to your advantage. And yeah, we would like to see him be the lead in one of these movies. We need to get on that. Nina agreed. So uh, hopefully she's writing one that he can start. <laughs> also, remember when Andrew Francis was also like a hidden character in Engaging Father Christmas? What is this? Like yeah. secret Andrew Francis here? I don't get it. No, I don't know. If he shows up in another movie, just like surprise I'm Andrew Francis, I will die. Yeah. It'll be too funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's been in two series and seven movies, including one of my favorites, my my favorite. He's in Trading Christmas. Yeah. We yeah. he's he's paid his dues. I mean, he was technically you know, like the main guy in Mr. Miracle. Oh, yeah. But I like, seen he deserves a big one with like yeah. where they're where they're not like by the person who wrote Mrs. Miracle. One where they're like starring Chesapeake Shores, Andrew Francis. Yes, that's the one I want. Where he gets top billing. Another uh, named Robert Marley is played by Neil Bledsoe. And I believe this is his Hallmark debut. I believe it is also his Hallmark debut. He is very lovely. Yeah. And the poster did him no justice. We talked the about that with Nina. The poster did not do him any favors, as she said. Um, and taking some screencasts of him where he wasn't making a funny face was a little bit of a challenge you guys um but it was it didn't like he wasn't like weird when you were watching it it was just like he suffers from i guess amber face where he's like all the time that's me but he but in a nice like oh look how like that like as soon as you try to take a bigger like that's me. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> for those of you out listening to the audio, I made a bad face. Um, 
Yeah, some people don't screenshot as well as others. I mean, I I, lo- I like Andrew Francis so well, and I did think that, uh, did you think that Danica had better, a better chemistry with one or the other, or it was about the same, or it worked, or how do you feel about chemistry? Uh, Chemistry-wise, I feel like it was fine between mm-hmm. the two of them. I yeah. don't think, I didn't see any issues or anything. Like both of the brothers. And can I just say, I am absolutely obsessed, and I love Shalene Simmons, the girl who played the sister, Sloane, in this movie. Um, she is always, like, the kind of rich girl who's sometimes, most of the time, a little bit snotty. Um, and she was in Wonder Falls, which was one of my favorite movie series of all times. It's a, you know, Canadian huh. kind of show. Yeah. Um, and she is just so great. The minute she showed up on screen, I was excited. Static. So, I mean, great casting, good you guys. Good job. We got to mention Paula Shaw, who plays Grandmother Pippa. She's great. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. So, the woman who plays her mother, um, she's played by someone named Rebecca Staub, and okay. she is in a movie called Love Potion Number Nine, <laughs> which you may or may not remember. She's in the like uh, two scenes. Two bar scenes and Tate Donovan, Donovan, Tate Donovan, yeah, Donovan, Tate Donovan. Anyway, Tate Donovan, he uh, like tries to pick her up, and it is so funny. And so every time I see her on any of these Hallmark movies, I just think of that part, and it just kills me every time. How do you feel about sort of the movie in general? Had the story, uh, and uh, and what was your overall sort of take on it? I really liked it. Um, I thought there were there were some moments of really good humor in it. It was mm-hmm. quite funny. Um, the Danica McKellar was so funny when she was doing all of her like, oh, I don't know. Oh my goodness, oh, that was awkward. Like their awkward chemistry when they're like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Oopsie doopsie doopsie, which is just exactly my humor was so good. It was so funny to me. Yeah. So I really enjoyed like the bits of humor and the romance and stuff was good. I got a little, I get really irritated when they are just like, oh no, I refuse to sit back and listen and just leave. I hate that part. Like when he did at the end, you know. Oh, you mean when he overheard them, he's dropped? Yeah, eavesdropper. Like, isn't there some sort of (laughs) phrase that's like, if you eavesdrop you're bound to hear something you don't want to hear something. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. I thought it, it was really sweet. I think that Danica McKellar is great when she's like being sincere. Uh, she, I don't know. It just always feels like it's coming from the heart. And I like, it always feels like she's just about to like well up into tears. And I don't know, she's just, she's just very, very sweet. And I, I think it works for her. It comes off authentic. And I think all actually all four of these movies really came off authentically emotional to me authentically true and so it worked for me I enjoyed it I I guess if I was going to have a little nitpick it'd just be that I kind of wish this could be like a feature as opposed to you know the lengths needed for television just because I felt like they the ending uh, and like him sort of softening happened really fast and that I don't know I, I would have just loved to have kind of had a little bit more time for him to sort of change and I don't know it just felt a little rushed I would say the last act a little bit but I really enjoyed it I thought it was solid yeah I agree crowns would you give coming up for Christmas 
Um, so I actually gave it 4.25 crowns, which is pretty darn high, you guys. Yeah. That is really high. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really good. I gave it four crowns. So basically, basically, because I don't do the half season. Basically like you do. the same. Basically the same. So I gave it four crowns. Really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. So I've seen 48 Hallmark movies. And so I have coming out for Christmas at uh, number 12. So pretty high. Pretty high. I have it just after The Perfect Catch at 11 and Harvest Wedding at 13. And I'll explain a little bit more about that uh, in a a second. Next up, we had, this is on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. We had uh, Christmas Homecoming. And uh, this starred Julie Benz who's been in two Hallmark movies, uh, and I thought she'd been in more, but I couldn't find any more. And uh, Uncorked and Charming Christmas. And uh, and Michael Shanks, who he's in one called The Christmas Lodge that I could find. So this movie, I, I feel like this movie is not for the cynical. <laughs> It's, I know it was a bad movie for me. <laughs> oh, real? <laughs> no, it was fine. Uh, but I don't know. I just connected with it. I thought that, and I think it's really partly to the chemistry and the acting, uh, because I felt like particularly the scenes about her and her grief, I don't know, and, and just like her healing and stuff, I just thought felt really emotionally true and really authentic. And uh, particularly like things about her trying to get rid of his clothes, like that felt very emotionally true to me. I, I've only lost my grandpa and two of my cousins, uh, but I've been around people that have, have had to lose loved ones like that. And that felt very similar to some of their experience. And I don't know, I just thought it was soft. I thought it was, uh, it, did, it was, even the soundtrack I thought was pretty like kind of gentle, if that makes sense. And I just really liked it. I really connected with it. And uh, so, I don't know, uh, it's about, she plays this uh, military widow uh, who uh, meets, who rents this apartment to this soldier who's injured. And uh, so they both have their, uh, uh, it says in the summary, they're, they're wounded, they're, this two wounded warriors, I think is what it says. Uh, and <laughs> uh, so they, they become friends, they're trying to plan this event and he gets a fundraising event and she gets him kind of involved because he's really good and very confident and he kind of encourages her to be more confident and a wounded birds. That's what it says. These two wounded birds. And I also liked that they didn't give her some like mop top kid that it was just like two adults. I, I kind of thought that was cool. And anyway, I really enjoyed it. What did you think? Um, so, well, initially, when we were doing our stocking ratings, um, we both had given this a diamond ring. Yeah. I believe it was the first time we agreed entirely on a diamond <laughs> ring set. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Um, I loved pretty much everything about it, but unforgivably, they had Craig in this movie. Who's Craig? Who was, who's Craig? <laughs> Craig is her impossibly nice, understanding good guy who's like her friend from ninth grade who stood by her and was a very great option for her to have a relationship with 
and they didn't give us an alternative for him. So he's just left alone and super sad at the end of the movie. Yeah. And it's like everything else you said, I agree with, but they added Craig and I feel like he was unnecessary and he's just sad. And you're like, sure, that happens in real life. And I'm like, hello, this is a Hallmark movie. We can give Craig a person in the epilogue. Like a year had passed. Couldn't Craig have been there at that party with a woman that he loved now? I'm just asking for Craig's sake. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess I don't tend to get as emotionally invested in the side characters as you do. You know, the side characters and I, we start book clubs together in my mind. We're best friends. While they're off camera, you guys think that they're just like, they don't exist. But like, when they're off camera, I'm like, what are they doing? What's going on? When I was doing the Twitter of this, like 80% of my tweets were like, looks like everybody's as confused about Craig and her relationship as I am. Because it started out when they were like having this cute dinner. And I was like, does she have a boyfriend? And he was like, do you want to go on a real date? And she was like, what? Real dates? And I was like, what is going on here? She was still wearing her wedding ring at that point. Like, Yeah, she- I know. And he, and he was like so understanding. He wasn't like trying to pressure her into anything. And I'm not saying that like that means that they have to be in love. I'm just saying like he was so nice. There was nothing wrong with him. She doesn't have to end up with him because she belongs with this other guy who helped heal her heart. But like, he, he should, he was um, the Mike character from Twilight. Like, he deserves a person. <laughs> Just because he's yeah. not Jacob or Edward doesn't mean he doesn't get a person. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I'm cold to side characters. I didn't care about that at all. That didn't hurt me at all. <laughs> it was like a big thing for me. <laughs> that, I don't know, I just felt like the movie took its time and, you know, they don't, like, get engaged until he comes back. You must have liked that in an epilogue, basically. Yeah, I was, ep- the epilogue <laughs> bumped it back up. It was like, Craig, and it was like, epilogue, and then it was like, Craig's not in the epilogue. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> and, but I think my favorite, my favorite part was just that whole thing with her, with the clothes. That, that just, to me, that made me cry, I'll be honest, and I, I just thought that felt very emotionally true. Like I, I knew somebody uh, on my mission that uh, their uh, husband had passed away and she hadn't moved his jacket from the like peg where he had left it. And I don't know, I can remember how long it had been. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it's just tough. Yeah. Um, I was watching this with my friend, Anne, um, and she, when she was doing, listening to the recording on the voicemail mm-hmm. and looked to me and she said, would you ever delete oh. that? And I said, uh, absolutely not. And I would make like a million copies and update it as soon as technology became more updated. So I would always have it. Yeah. Yeah. Even I like, mean, even like if I had even if I moved on to a point, right. whatever, I would always keep a copy of that. Yeah, even if you kind of stowed it away. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this idea that they didn't give her a kid? I feel like that would have made the whole thing sort of more maudlin. And I don't know. I feel like... Not everyone has kids. No, I know. I appreciated that. I appreciated the fact that it could just be her and we could just focus on her story. And because I feel like in a lot of these kind of stories, they would give her sort of an adorable mop top kid, you know, whatever. And yeah. I, I just, I liked the fact that it was just 
was just about her. And I thought that was really yeah. good. Yeah, they didn't need it. And so because they didn't have to show him bonding with the kid, they were right. able to spend more time together. Yeah, I agree. In the garage working on the motorcycle, like Twilight. <laughs> yeah, so I also give this four um, crowns, but I have it higher than coming up for Christmas in the ranking because I tend to have uh, these rankings. It's like, like a high four for you. Yeah, high four. Because I, I, I tend to have like groups where they're basically, I like them the same. So it's splitting hairs. I actually have this in my ranking at number nine. Really mm. liked it. I just did. I connected with it. Um, so I have it. Uh, I have the birthday wish at eight, and I have Daro and Daro at ten. So there you go. Okay, and then this I gave this three point nine crowns, yeah. essentially the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like I said, some Craig deductions there, you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, to and all I mean, the that's pretty good. And producers and directors, yeah. mind your secondary characters. I care about them. <laughs> You care about your crowns. You care about them. Well, okay. that's a pretty Crown high for score Craig. for you for like one of these kind of more tearjerker ones. Like I said, I'm fine with crying if we're done crying at the end. Yeah. And we can cry at the end if they're happy tears. Uh -huh. But we don't cry at the end because it's sad and people yeah. are just dead. Right. Like we're just sad about it. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. That's, okay. that's the surest fire way to get no stars. <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with a sad ending like you, but uh, but this was really well done. We're going to talk about a gift to remember. And this was sort of our while you were sleeping sort of story, kind of. And we got a Sabrina story. We got a uh, while you're sleeping sort of story. And uh, this was really cute because it was about a girl who is a huge reader and but she like doesn't have a ton of confidence and and to ask to be the manager i guess basically of this bookstore this cute little bookstore and uh, one day she crashes into this this guy played by peter porte who ends up getting amnesia so you know i like that right and okay i'm <laughs> pausing you just to i was listening to our stocking podcast and like my review my my preview of this was peter porte is so handsome and yeah. fact it's true still yes as prescribed in the preview peter porte is a handsome man agreed he is very handsome there's no doubt about it and like he's not just handsome and then that's it like he's handsome and then he does a good job and is yeah. charming and is funny Right. Shut up. Just give it uh, in our preview. Or our stocking ratings. Yeah. Our stocking ratings were an orange and an orange. We both were pretty sure it would be fine, but we weren't like super excited. Yeah, we didn't have a ton to go off of, I remember. We didn't have much. We were like, he's in a coma. <laughs> and I think it would have been higher if we hadn't been so burned by <laughs> falling for Vermont. coma. Whatever, yeah, falling for Vermont. Yeah. Adorable. And she's oh my been, gosh. yeah. You know how I feel about Allie Liebert. I love her. And yeah. I was so, so mad when she was off Chesapeake Shores. You guys, <laughs> listen to our Chesapeake Shores podcast and you'll know. Yeah. Um, I love her. And she is so cute. She's in also um, the... Uh, 
fall harvest one the the wine one but the first one summer in the vineyard oh is she i didn't she's see in, that on summer the in the vineyard as her friend who w- dated I know, she's in it yeah she was also she's in anything for love i do i do i do ring by spring also along with andrew francis they must have small parts in that because i don't remember them but anyway they're in it and uh, i don't know they were really cute i really liked her a lot and uh, the chemistry so, was so great yes so good and you know it's just really cool because she's putting out putting aside all this time to help him to rem- get his memories back because she feels bad because she like crashed into him so i mean she feels bad because she crashed into him and also <laughs> peter i've forte. seen peter forte but right. honestly from the minute she finds that ring i think she's just doing it like she thinks that there will be an end like you know what i mean she's not doing yeah. it just to try to get a husband no not at all i don't think I... the fact that she tries to find the girl that oh, yeah. she's not yeah like... she goes to the ballet company and i don't think that she had like much of an intention or much of a thought of getting getting with him because i don't think she had that confidence at the beginning so it it worked to me to believe her you know just trying to trying to be nice trying to help and you know they bond over uh you know, over books and over, uh, he helps her to get the confidence to ask to be the manager. And I don't know, it was just really cute. I really enjoyed it. And I really liked her, um, landlord, right? Is that the, Oh yeah. Her landlord lady is the best. Hey, something. Yeah. (laughs) Tina Lifford, I think is her name or Lifford. Yeah. But in the show, her name was like Mrs. Hey, yeah, hey, something. something like that. And she Luigi, was great. come on. Even you paid attention to Luigi, right? Which one is he? What? <laughs> Are you kidding me with this right now? Was he in Luigi? the books, books? Was he in the bookstore? No, that was Josh. <laughs> the guy who owns the Italian restaurant, who fixes up her bike, who ends up dating what's her face, his landlady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, was fun. my was goodness, fun. Rachel. You're missing like three quarters of the movie. <laughs> it's true. I need to do better. Terrible. But I was Terrible. really excited about Luigi and Mrs. Hey Something. Clearly. It was like the minute they met and he, she was like, hello. And he was like, hello. I was like, yay. <laughs> and then at the end, they go on their cute little date to the ballet. Come yeah. on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I Yeah, they were really cute. I really liked uh, Tina Lifford. I thought she was really good. I encourage Hallmark to use her again. I thought she was great. And, and, and her friends, her friends at the bookstore were great. Yeah. They were yeah, funny. They were really cute. You guys. <laughs> it just built momentum really well. I felt like it was paced really well. I don't know. Just really, it was a, a very... It was not maybe quite at Miss Christmas for me, but it was getting close. It was getting in that discussion. How many uh, crowns would you give a gift to remember? I gave it 4.6 crowns. Give a gift to remember 4.5 crowns. See, we're basically the same. 4.6, 4.5, that's like nothing. Yeah. I have this very high. I have it at number six. So I have it uh, just after Eat, Play, Love at five and Moonlight in Vermont at seven. Moonlight in Vermont. Okay, sorry. 
this rug up. <laughs> yeah, it's a seven. That's really high. It is really high, and it deserves it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. That's why I have you, it. Okay, seven. wait. We got to talk about Christmas, no, grown-up Christmas wish playing as they oh yeah and the sweeping camera i was like oh i got goosebumps all over my arms i started to cry so beautiful (laughs) this one made me cry at the end because it was so beautiful it was really really good very good was a little bit more grown grown inducing as far as the core story and i think they actually made it better for Mm -hmm. this movie so that was cool Um, And basically, like, it's a story about uh, a man who finds out that his father, who is estranged from, uh, finds out that he, before he died, gave this uh, woman who was his nurse $100,000. And so he goes uh, to, and he gave her this, like, Christmas vacation at this Bramble House Inn. And, which is in, like, Colorado or someplace like that. I can't remember. Do you remember? But Bramble. anyway, someplace, someplace the town's like called Bramble. Yeah, Bramble. And so it's a sort of picturesque Christmas inn is the idea. And she goes there. So he goes there trying to investigate and figure out who she is and how she manipulated her, his dad out of all this money. So that's sort of the premise. And what do we give this one going into it? The preview. Um, so when we were doing our stocking review preview our stocking preview i should have been calling it that the whole time um we you gave it a sock and i gave it a zesty ring which is like probably kind of like a ring pop basically Uh like better than an orange but not (laughs) quite a diamond ring yeah so i yeah i mean i because i'm not a big fan of the liar reveal plot it can be done well like i love while you're sleeping and that's a total liar reveals plot but it's it's pretty usually pretty grown inducing like how could you lie to me and i don't know i'm just not everybody has stories and archetypes that they're more fond of than others and that's just not my favorite uh so on the summary i was not a big fan of it no but as as you and i discussed I am, in fact, a big fan of the liar, liar, pants on fire. It's my favorite. <laughs> like, if there's a, like I said, you know, Twelfth Night is the best. If there was somehow a Twelfth Night Hallmark movie and Santa Claus was involved, that would be my best movie. The real Santa. Yeah. The real Santa. But I guess maybe I'm a little more forgiving when you're talking about comedy. Like, when people are like, how could you lie to me? You know, like, I don't know. I'm a little bit like, hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I found out someone was lying to me in real life, I'd be like, what? Oh, well. <laughs> like, I would just be fine with it. I don't know. Like, like especially I was in the exact same situation as Willa. And this guy came up, this guy's sister came up to me and she was like, we were wondering why you were stole from our dad. And he was like, just before I met you, once I met you, I was like, fine. And she was like, what? You never trusted me. But in real life, I would be like, I mean, that makes sense. Sure. (laughs) But like, it's just, it's just you, it's particularly in the book, like all of their problems could be solved by like a three minute conversation. And in the book, she actually lies to him also. 
because she doesn't tell him that her son was sick for some reason she's like keeping that a secret because she like i don't know once it's stupid and i and so that made it even more the book more grown worthy is what i'm saying and so they toned that down and they got rid of that which was a good move and <laughs> but anyway i actually did really enjoy this one i think that any trope or archetype can be good if it's executed well so i really did like this one uh, but it is my least favorite of the four and that's probably uh unusual i feel i feel like most people were saying this was their favorite but I really did like it. It's in my top 15 of the year. And I thought that uh, it really worked because of the chemistry of the two lead actors. And I, I, I thought their connection was really strong. Yeah. Autumn Reeser is basically one of my favorite people on earth. Yeah. I've loved her since the OC. I love him in this movie. Their chemistry was great. The little kid who yeah. plays her son is a vision. He was talking to to finn and finn was yeah. like is that what you want to be when you grow up and he was like oh and people stopped asking me about it oh yeah i was dead for the rest of the show anytime he spoke or anytime anything remotely i was just gone yeah. honestly it was like 45 minutes of me just like openly weeping during this <laughs> entire thing Oh, it was yeah. like it was the saddest thing that's ever happened. That like, was oh, he's fine. Really... It's okay now, but oh, my heart just broke. I wanted to find sick kids and just ask them what they want to be when they grow up, so they can just like not have to have that sad, not have that in their life. He, him bonding with Finn over the books and stuff, and and that uh, was really cute, and it just worked. And the, my favorite person. <laughs> yeah. And so Finn, I really liked that character, and I really liked David Hyden Jones. He's been in the Chris My Christmas Dream, Brought a Wave, Cookie Cutter Christmas. So he's been in quite a few. Yeah, and also in Lifetime's Dear Santa, yes. which is one of the best. Yeah. One of the best. I gotta see that. I haven't seen it. But it looked really no, cute. Oh, it has Amy Acker in it. Enough mm. said. Right. <laughs> But he's good. I like, vision. I liked him in this. I thought that he seemed, uh, I don't know, like I felt he, he seemed like a kind of a normal guy. And, uh, and it made sense why he was doing what he was doing. And I don't know, I was just rooting for him. I liked him. And uh, I their chemistry was really good. Yeah, if they hadn't been so stupid when the lie was revealed, it was... Ugh. Yeah. And, like, if the lie being revealed is so devastating that you have to leave in the middle of the night. On Christmas then Eve. it shouldn't be able to be solved with one 30-second conversation. Yeah, agreed. Like, you should stick around for a 30-second conversation if that's what's going to fix it. Yeah. Although, I, I did think I was a pretty epic end of the movie kiss. Eh. It was really good. I thought. I you thought you really and good. your kisses. Yeah, I liked it. What can I say? This is my least favorite plot plot device or whatever, but I love while you're sleeping. I love it can work. And I think that this did. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I think it was definitely better than the book. So good job. That's hard to do. It's actually improve upon the source material. Because when you have like both of them lying, you're like, oh, too much. So, okay. So this one I have at number 14. And this is an interesting thing about rankings. And so 
you know, sometimes uh, you have, uh, you, you initially have, I think something is better than something else, but then mm-hmm. you're ranking a new thing. Like for instance, okay, so I had, when I did our fall, uh, fall uh, harvest video, I had Harvest Love ahead of Harvest Wedding, right? And, but I felt like the Bramble House Christmas was better than Harvest Love, but I didn't feel like it was better than Harvest Wedding. So therefore, I had to move Harvest Love down. So I have Harvest Love at 15, I have Bramble House Christmas at 14, and I have Harvest Wedding at 13. I don't want to say that I always had a harvest wedding above harvest love, (laughs) but I did. And it's so funny to me, the more Hallmark movies you watch, the more you come around to my opinions. (laughs) False, false. But I do like, I do genuinely like most of your, all of your picks. I genuinely like. And uh, so, yeah, unfortunately you don't (laughs) feel the same way about mine and that's okay. But like in three years, once you've watched all of them, you'll be like, you know what? Maybe Amber was right. And then, <laughs> and then the podcast can just be over because then I'll have convinced you luckily, and that's all I needed. Luckily, the, the Hallmarkies audience as a whole agrees with my picks quite a bit. So that gives me some comfort. They like a Christmas card and they like a boyfriend for Christmas and many more are my picks. I like a boyfriend for Christmas. <laughs> a crown for Christmas. Many of my picks. Uh, <laughs> Boyfriend for Christmas has a 3.8. How dare you? What <laughs> crowns did you give it? Oh, right. Um, so I gave it all, I gave it, I gave it four crowns. Okay. Yeah. I also gave it precisely four crowns. Yes. Nice. I told you you agree with me. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we agree more often than we, than we don't. So it's funny. We and, just fight about it, and then we end up in the same place. Yeah. But, uh, so, that is, so my ranking for this week is I have a gift to remember at number one, then I have Christmas Homecoming at number two, I have Coming Home for Christmas at three, and I have a Bramble House Christmas at four. All right, and mine is a gift to remember at one, Coming Home for Christmas at number two, a Bramble House Christmas at three and uh christmas homecoming coming in at number four but interesting like we said they're all really good yeah they're all really good and i would say uh in our community it seemed like the the bramble house was the most popular so that's yeah i can totally see why a week ahead uh so we have starting tonight we have with love christmas uh with our amelia gularup and uh our our secret santa which i don't know why they changed it from secretly santa because that was a much better title than with secretly santa was my favorite title it's why it got such a high ranking and i'm mad about it and i'll (laughs) never not be mad but it looks really cute i'm excited for it and then on thursday thanksgiving we have the mistletoe in which i have to say the preview made me more excited about that than the summary absolutely we so with Love Christmas, we both had given diamond rings in our preview. Yeah. Mistletoe in, you gave a sock, and I initially gave it a dusty sock. And then as we were talking, I straight up downgraded it Cold to coal. It. it was my, I think it was my only coal. <laughs> and then I saw the preview in the 
wonderful preview of yeah. Christmas or whatever with Candace Cameron Bure. I know. And I was like, oh no, it's definitely better than a cold. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Yeah, about that. Alicia Witt looks really at the, in the at the height of her powers. I think in this, she wrote yeah. it, I guess, too, which is kind of or she, is involved in writing it. I I believe I heard that. Yeah, that she wrote it and uh, or that she was involved in writing it. And so I I. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the mistletoe, and it looks, it looks cute. It looks really cute. So, okay, so then on Friday, we have Finding Santa, which is our Uber driver Santa story. Yeah, which you gave a sock, and I gave a diamond ring. Yeah, you're nuts. And only one of us is going to be right about it, and like I said on the podcast, it's going to be me. We have the Christmas train, which I have gotten more excited about the more that I've seen, I, and I read the book. So that helped. I will read the mistletoe in. I'll listen to it tomorrow while I work. And uh, um, most of these, most of these books are like one day listens. They're like five hours on the Audible. So, um, but anyway, the Christmas Train and the the book was really cute. I really enjoyed it, and I think that uh, and I saw them on Home and Family, and they they uh, I saw Dermot Mulroney and. Um, and Kimberly Williams Paisley, they were really good. I don't know. I just feel like the more I see about it, the more I think it's going to be really cute. And um, yeah, well, we both gave it oranges, so yeah. we were very tempered in our excitement, but we were excited. <laughs> Sunday, we have Switch for Christmas, which is our identical twin Candace Cameron Ray story, and her daughter's which obviously, be in- obviously, we both gave diamond rings. Yeah, How could we not right. And I think that's going to be so fun gonna be really good and i mean this is testing uh, ccb's acting chops this is gonna be her her triumph really i mean to play two characters this is her this is her campaign to be the queen of hallmark yes <laughs> she was like not only can i headline my own movie yeah i can do all the characters myself it one really woman will, show it really will be hard to argue because she has her own detective series she has a whole series and She's been in some good ones, and she will play two characters in the same movie. Um, and, and she single-handedly brought Full House in syndication <laughs> to the Hallmark Channel starting yeah. New Year's Day. Okay, that will be really cute. And then we have A Joyous Christmas, which they just put out the preview for. And it looks pretty generic, but I'm excited. I'm hopeful that it will be, that it will be good. When we did the preview podcast, we gave it socks. Yeah. But it got a pair of socks, so it's not running around with one foot open. <laughs> well, I think part of that is because I still don't know these actors that are in it. Well, one of the guys is one of the guy is Costas from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, really? That's funny. There we go. That's this week. So it's the pretty epic week of viewing we have ahead of us. I yeah, and not to mention the fact that there are about a billion on the other secret networks secret yeah. networks being lifetime eye on and up i know i've got to make sure that i uh um that i get all those on the dvr i don't think i even have them all but on sunday alone people there are six made for tv christmas movies premiering all four of these movies a lot they were really fun really christmasy and just really good entertainment so it's really cool of Hallmark that they make, like I said, four movies every weekend, and now we're getting, what, seven, this, six, over the next week, so it's going to be fun. We're going to have a great, 
a time talking about them next week. So make sure you're following us. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Hallmarkies Pods and on Instagram. We post daily on Instagram uh, some of our, our favorites and uh, on Facebook as well. We're we're all over the place. So yeah, it should, it should please follow us and uh, please listen to us on I, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all of that fun stuff. Put in your comments. What did you think of these? Uh, for films, how would you rank them? Please let us know. We'd love to hear your rankings. And uh, so, yeah, you can find me at Smelling Elias Girl on social media and uh, at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. So check that out. And uh, so, Amber, where can people find you? Um, as always, you can find me. I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Yeah, great. Well, thanks so much, and uh, we will meet again next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.